Welcome to Blast Beats and Bicycles, the bicycle hour here at 91.7 WMCN, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. Excited to have you with us for a great hour of bike talk uh, here in studio with Steph Ike from Midwest Dirt Legion. Steph, how you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me here today. Yeah, it's great to have you in uh, in studio. I'm excited to talk a little bit about mountain biking. We finally got a day that could actually be some decent riding, right? Yeah, as long as the trails open up, I think there they're they're waiting for them to dry out. Yet, yeah, so. do you think there might be actually some dry trails out there today? Maybe this afternoon. Yeah. Carver we... opens up really fast compared to the others. So yeah. Watching, watching the... The, Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, as we always do here on uh, Blast Beats and Bicycles, we start the bicycle hour with a little bit of track talk. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's been going on in the scene of velodrome racing. Lots of exciting stuff happened in L.A. this weekend, or this last week, actually. Uh, the Masters World Track Cycling Championships have been taking place at the L.A. Velodrome. And uh, we've got some hardware that's coming home to Minnesota from some of our local riders. Daniel Casper uh, won another world masters championship in the individual pursuit early in the event sadly suffered a crash in the points race he was likely to take a very strong place in that one and go after the team pursuit but uh, unfortunately crash took him out and he's unable to race uh, for the rest of the week so uh, kind of bittersweet news for Daniel he did add another rainbow jersey to his uh, closet so that's exciting uh, Mark Lepke also, uh, Pat Whelan and Lindsey Hamilton all out there, and each one of those got top 10 finishes. Lindsey Hamilton is actually going today, uh, this morning, I think, in fact, in the semifinals of the sprint tournament for the 35 to 39-year-old uh, women's organization, women's uh, category. So she's very excited, and we wish her the best uh, this morning. We've also got uh, an event coming up for the Minnesota Cycling Center, the gala that they're going to be putting on on November 26th. Uh, at Surly Brewing Company. So be sure to check that out. There's an event on Facebook, uh, and you can follow them at MN Cycling Center on Facebook. All right, so Steph, let's talk a little bit about mountain biking. Sure. What uh, what can you tell us about Midwest Dirt Legion? You're you're uh, the, one of the founders of that organization. Yeah, that's right. So Midwest Dirt Legion just started in the spring. Um, you know, our, our, our goals are to provide a welcoming and safer environment for new and experienced uh, FTW GMB mountain bikers, so that's femme, trans, women, gender nonconforming folks. Mm -hmm. um, it want to lower the barrier of entry to mountain biking. And uh, like I said, we've just been going for about six, eight months. 
That's great. So, yeah. That's great. And so what, what's some, what are some of the goals that you have for the group? And what kinds of things do you want to accomplish with Midwestern Legion? Yeah, it's really, um, it's a couple fold. Uh, really provide a, a space where we can work on skills together. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, in a, in a safe, welcoming environment. Um, you know, introduce mountain biking to folks that have never mountain biked before. Mm-hmm. Lower those barriers. There's a lot of barriers in mountain biking with equipment and just the... You know, there's some fear of the unknown. The trails are in the woods. You're not really right. sure what you're going to experience or, you know, what that's going to be like. So just, you know, extend that hand of like, come with me. Let's, yeah. Let's go. Let's go try this together. Um, but then also, you know, provide a space for, where, you know, some intermediate riders and more experienced riders can come together and work on skills mm-hmm. and, you know, um, do some meetups, get out of town, ride together, and just try to, you know, build that community a little bit more. Yeah. Talk about yeah. some of the activities that you guys host. I mean, what kinds of things do you do out on the trails? Yeah. So um, we started this spring with some beginner skills mm-hmm. sessions. It was a four-part series, um, which was really fun. We were working with a uh, IMBA certified coach, wow. Samantha Butler, um, and she did a fantastic job each session. Um really went through the beginning steps of skills and then we'd go for a trail ride together. Fun. Uh, yeah. And then we've done some pop-up group rides, mm-hmm. uh, at various times and locations across the Metro. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're looking for like to do some more social gatherings to like coffee or, um, going up to the track even to cheer on our friends. That yeah, it was great to have you guys out there last uh, yeah. the last night of the season. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and then we're also, we have our first uh, destination trip coming up, so we're going out to Cable, Wisconsin next weekend. There's about wow. eight of us going out, staying in an Airbnb, and we're just going to experience the trails together. That'll be amazing. That's yeah. sort of a, pala- a palace of mountain biking up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really excited. I've never been out there before. Oh, this so. will be your first trip mm-hmm. up there. That's great. Yep, yep. And how many of you are going? Um, there's eight of us. Great. Yeah. That'll yeah. be nice. And yeah. so um, you are really focusing on beginners, it sounds like. Do you have some activities for more experienced riders as well? Yeah, um, right now we're just really set up for the more experienced riders to um, bring people together to yeah. ride together. Mm-hmm. Um, we we would like to be able to offer more in that range, and hoping that that'll build as as we kind of build our community sure. and, and meet people that are willing to, you know, sh- share some of their skills. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one of the one of our big pillars is accessibility. Mm-hmm. And so our, our skill sessions and everything that we've offered so far has been free. That's great. And oftentimes certified coaches um, are, are doing their sessions for cost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and they they have the experience in these skills that, they, that they've built over the years. Um, so we're looking for, you know, we'll just see who, who we meet across the way that are, sure. are willing to offer those skills to us yeah. or the group for... Um, limited or or no cost yeah what uh what kinds of things can people ca- expect when they come to a midwest dirt legion activity i mean what kinds of things do you guys like to to share with people yeah um we we start with uh you know just just a welcome um mm-hmm. and making sure that you know everybody has what they need if they have any questions uh we bring a, a huge toolbox of supplies nice. whatever it could be mm-hmm. you know hair ties or um you know, mechanical things, yeah. you know, anything, anything somebody might need. we got a flat kit from, you know, all the, the personal needs. Yep. That's great. Um, yeah. So, it's, you know, when you get out in the trail, you're, uh, you're kind of on your own. And so, you know, if you don't have access to some of those basic things or don't know what you really should bring along with you, mm-hmm. you can be a couple miles from the trail and have to hop, you know, sort of hoof it back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so when we go out on a group rides and stuff too, you know, it's, it's no rider left behind. That's great. Um, 
uh, myself or Ash, we're usually bringing up the rear of the mm-hmm. of the group ride, just mm-hmm. so no, you know nobody's riding alone. Yeah. Um, so do you try and do some of those skills activities like in the at the trailhead, or you know, I mean, obviously some of the trails have skills parks. Especially, I'm thinking about Lebanon in particular. They've got a really nice skills park. Do you yeah. try and do some of that stuff beforehand, or do you stop at different obstacles or you know areas of the trail and talk about how to approach it? Yeah, um, it's dependent on the session. Sure. Um, the the really organized skill sessions we've done skills right at right at the trailhead or mm-hmm. a, a flat grassy area, and then we get out in the trails and stop at particular spots that go with what we've learned. Yep. Uh, but for our group rides, uh, Ash and I love to session features. Mm-hmm. And so depending on who shows up and what they're interested in, we kind of gauge that from the beginning. Yeah. And then, um, you know, if it's a, if it's a little bridge between two trees mm-hmm. or a small rock garden or sweet you know, jumps, sweet jumps, <laughs> you know, Ash and I love to jump and do drops. And nice. so when we, we're riding with people that are into that, we yeah, just, just send it session, session, session. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I mean, that's the kind of thing to the way to groove skills. And I've never been a very strong, you know, technical mountain bike rider. So for me having that kind of an opportunity to really just practice would be a really great, mm-hmm. I think I can, I can see how people would really embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, we're, we're out there to enjoy our time and to, and to have fun. We're mm-hmm. not, we're not trying to ride fast particularly. Yeah. Um, it's just more about the experience. Yep. So how, how many people typically show up for a, a given event? Um, let's see. So the skill sessions were capped at 10 people. Okay. Um, and then the group rides have gone anywhere from, one person to 25 nice just depending on the day yeah and, sure you know that's we had a great. lot of rain this spring too so that yeah. brought some challenges it was a tough <laughs> season for mountain biking wasn't it yeah 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 really tough to schedule stuff mm-hmm. just not knowing what the weather was going to be yeah. like so you know yeah. uh mountain biking sort of has and cycling in general has this perception of being a really expensive sport you know what kinds of tips do you give to new uh, riders who come to your sessions uh, about equipment you know how do you help them kind of get started if they don't have or don't know what equipment they really need. Yeah. Um, for, for us, when people come to us and they want to try mountain biking and they don't, they don't have the bike or equipment, we've been able to partner with folks um, behind bars. It was a huge help this year. They offered free demo bikes wow. for all of our skill sessions. It was huge. That's great. It was huge, yeah. So And they had a few different types of bikes that they could try there. Mm-hmm. And so th- they could try a, a full suspension um, short travel bike to a full suspension long travel bike. And then even even hardtails to kind of feel that out. So that's great. You know, mountain bikes are a big investment. Yep. So making sure that you're trying a few different ones out there and demoing from different shops is a is a great way to figure out where your money is going to be best spent. Yeah, and that's I mean, with so many different options in mountain bikes, from tire width to tire di- you know re- wheel diameter, mm-hmm. s- suspension options, it's really hard to make that choice. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things, especially as a new person. It's like, well do I want this fancy dual suspension, you know, 29 plus, or am I going to be better off with a single speed rigid bike? Yeah. Yeah. And some of that comes down to what you're interested in riding. And Mm -hmm. that's really hard to know if you've never ridden any trails before. Um, but so that, that first bike might not be the most fanciest, the most expensive, the one that you're ultimately going to be riding for years to come, but just to get you you know, some more freedom on the trails yeah, um, and, and get, get your tires on the dirt. And mm-hmm. then you can go from there and, you know, trade it out in a year yeah. and sell it for something else. That, Upgrade. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Upgrade or just, just get into the, the design. You know, you don't want to ride a, a fully rigid single speed, right. say at like Copper Harbor. Right. Yeah. That's going to be a <laughs> so, lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not very comfortable. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of chunder and, yep. you know, just rocky stuff and, yeah. you know, drops and, and, you know, you want some of that plushness. Yeah, so. you got to have a little give. Yeah. Yep. yep. So once you figure, once you figure out what's, you know, what's really getting your stoke going, mm-hmm. you know, yep. maybe you want to go all day, all, all day. And yeah. There's bikes for that. Or maybe you, you want to ride just down the hill. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, you know, I, I, I need to try some downhill stuff because to me, that's like the magical bicycle experience going downhill no pedaling. Yes. <laughs> like I would way rather go downhill than yeah. uphill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I should remind everybody that you're listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles. This is the Bicycle Hour. I'm here with Steph Ike from Midwest Dirt Legion. We're talking all things mountain bike and uh, specifically about the Midwest Dirt Legion and the inclusive programming uh, that they're putting together. Uh, take us back in time a little bit and tell us a little bit about some of the origins and what was the initial inspiration for you and Ash when you decided you wanted to put this together? Sure. Yeah. Um, we were both really independently thinking about uh, ways to build a stronger mountain bike community for the FTW GMB mm-hmm. folks. Um, I reached out on social media to see oh, how much need is out there, how much interest. Right. Um, and Ash answered along with a whole bunch of other people that said, absolutely, I'll be there when, when this happens. Great. Um, so that was really cool just yeah. to really you know start stoking the fire. Um, but Ash and I met up. We talked about the goals last winter and then began in um, planning the first event. Um, and that was the skill series. Mm-hmm. We initially just started with, we're just going to do a skill series and we'll, we'll see, see where it happens. goes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and actually leading up to that, I was just thinking like, let's just get some people together in a field and practice some skills. Maybe nice. we'll watch a video online mm-hmm. and then we'll all see if we can do those wheel lifts or, yeah. or wheelies or, yep. or whatever that might be. Um, and it really grew from there. Um, just getting that understanding of how much need there was out there. That's great. Um, yeah. And like the goals were always, you know, to make it inclusive um, and as easy as possible for folks to attend. So keeping the costs down, encouraging ride share, providing demo bikes, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of infrastructure to build early on, right? I mean, you yeah. talked about all the things you have to bring. I mean, it's a lot of planning that goes into that. Yeah. How did that first event come together? I mean, that first event in your session series your your training series yeah um you know we 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 were talking about it on the side and Mm -hmm. then um i met samantha butler the the coach that i mentioned earlier and she was um willing to share her coaching background with us that's great and really was stoked about our passion for for building this inclusive and accessible skill session so that really took us from you know, practicing in a field from videos to having like a real skill session, mm-hmm. um, which was super fun. Um, we also got in touch with Chuck at Behind Bars about demo bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have these, uh, uh, we also worked with Wolfpack too, who helped us with our initial costs of, nice. you know, building that toolbox of stuff that mm-hmm. we needed. Um, someone on the team there helped us build some boxes that are like mountain bike Legos so we can build a skinny out of them or a drop or something. That's that great. You, yeah. Super fun. Um, uh, we assembled the toolbox and then we started spreading the word. Uh, and then it just really fell into place quite smoothly. Yeah. A- Ash and I work really well together That's and great. we were pretty shocked at just how well this all came together yeah. and, and happened. So after your first season, how, what have you learned? What are some of the things that you took away from 
your first series of skill sessions and first group rides and stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, really there's, we learned there are so many rad people in town, you know, that's great. we, we met so many new people that mm-hmm. we had never ridden with before. And of course we rode with, with people that, that we knew already. Um, uh, that our friends were super supportive and, and encouraging kind yeah. of every step of the way. Mm-hmm. If, you know, w- whatever that was, if we needed help hauling something somewhere or, um, even design help or building a website, mm-hmm. we're still trying to, you know, iron those things out and, sure. and get those up to where we want them to be. But getting those, those things started have really helped. Um, have you had some people who've come sort of come out and helped you along the way? I mean, some people who've really stepped up. I mean, you talk about Samantha and you talk about Chuck at behind bars. Have been yeah. any of the people who've been in your sessions that have kind of stepped up and helped out? Um, yeah. In, in particular, like this weekend, um, one of our, one of our new friends, Erica rented this Airbnb and put it out there and opened it up for the group. Hey, does, who wants to join me out in Cable, Wisconsin for a riding weekend? So just, um, you know, providing more, um, energy into building these events and that's what we hope to do too is connect riders Mm -hmm. um so they can they can pull their own group rides together or events like that and find others like themselves yeah you guys Um, are pretty active on social media and communicating and putting out suggestions and some of the videos you've been you've been the star of have been really really fun and educational (laughs) what uh where can where can people find that stuff yeah instagram is the is the place that we're most active Mm -hmm. in um, and, and we're called Midwest Dirt Legion. Yep. Um, and then that filters into Facebook. Uh, we will put some events up there cause it's easy to reach people that way. Sure. Uh, we're working on building a website and hope to be adding more content to that mm-hmm. soon. What, uh, what kinds of things are you looking for for next year? I'm assuming your success this year is going to transition to next year, right? I mean, so what kinds of things yeah. are you hoping to do next year? Yeah. Um, we don't, we haven't fully ironed out exactly what we're doing next year, but we absolutely want to bring the skills series to life again mm-hmm. in, in maybe in two sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and those will be the same, or are you thinking like as beginner and then an intermediate kind of experience or? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things we learned this year is, um, you know, how do we break up that group? If you really have the, the brand new people that have never mountain bike before to yep. people who are edging on intermediate or intermediate. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're, we're looking at splitting those sessions or having a, you know, a, like a one hour, session before the regular session of if you've never done this let's get the basics down right and then um and then we'll go into this other one yeah um do you guys do uh discussions of uh pedals and cl- to clip or not to clip a little bit yeah uh, we haven't gotten too much there but we you know we like to recommend to start with flats first yeah. that's how you're, you're going to learn your skills the best way mm-hmm. and then it's way easier to bail off your bike if you're on <laughs> totally. <flats>. So, <laughs> so I, I had started clipped in and I, and I switched to flats and I haven't gone back. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel so much more comfortable doing, you know, skinnies, drops, jumps, anything mm-hmm. like that. If, if I'm going down, I want to separate from my bike instead yeah. of getting pretzeled in it. So yep. I'm, I'm all for flats. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've switched to flats. I haven't been out on the dirt with them yet, but I just, I just recently switched to flats on my, on my fat bike and I'm mm-hmm. kind of excited about it for the, for the winter. Cause when yeah. I'm out on trails in the winter, invariably I tip over downhill yeah. And then I'm turtled, right? Yeah. I can't, I'm stuck and I can't get out and it's just the worst. Yeah, exactly. And there you can just push your bike away and <laughs> right. land however you need to. Exactly. There is some, you know, there's a, there's a learning curve though. Cause the, the, the pedal stroke is different to yeah. be able to, you know, it's like, it's like that, uh, you know, wiping mud off the bottom of your foot right. and keeping that going up yep. the backside, but yep. then making sure that you're, 
you're riding with your weight in your feet yeah. rather than in your butt or your hands. So it really does change your, your dynamics on the bike. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really have to, especially to get the efficiency that you want. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. work on bike fit and stuff like that with people when they come out? Do you help them sort of figure out how they should be on the bike and weight transfer and fit and all that? Yeah. Um, we don't do a lot of fitting, but if we'll notice something where, where a seat is really high mm-hmm. or, or low yep. or, um, you know, uh, brake levers are, mm-hmm. you know, hanging down. So we don't, we don't want people riding like they're, um, I don't know what the right term is, like a, like a, a monkey over the yeah, handlebars, right, you right, know, we want yep. to be in a comfortable positions for when, when people are in their ready or neutral position mm-hmm. where they're going to be hitting an obstacle. Yeah. Um, you don't want any of those repetitive motions. We're not, you know, we're just getting getting people in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a little bit of adjustment with suspension and stuff like that too, especially for folks who've never worked with their suspension. They yeah. have it, but say they've, they've never, um, you know, looked at the PSI, yep. you know, try to just try to get them in the ballpark mm-hmm. or with that whistle. And then, um, you know, in, in cases we can refer them to other experts yeah. to go a little bit further there. Yeah. Do you, uh, I mean, it sounds like you've, you've had a couple of different places where you've had events. Have you talked about the various different kinds of mountain biking, whether it's downhill or, you know, cross country, enduro, that kind of stuff? Yeah, we haven't done that a whole lot, mm-hmm. but I, I would like to, um, in the future, you know, we have all sorts of plans and stuff that yeah. we'd like to do, but it, uh, it would be fun to do kind of like an educational thing of here are the different types of mountain biking, what mm-hmm. you might get out of them, what mm-hmm. bikes are are nice for that or even even like how people dress yeah you know there's a huge difference in in general what i've seen is that you know there's a huge difference between how like a cross-country primary rider um dresses and kits themselves up versus somebody who's going to do downhill right um so just kind of teasing that out Mm -hmm. you know yeah i mean that's head to toe right i mean from your helmet all the way down to your shoes yeah exactly can can be different yeah yeah again it can be really expensive yeah. Uh, if you want to do it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you guys done any races this this summer with the group? Uh, no, we haven't done any races. So we're primarily focused on the recreation aspect right. of mountain biking. Yep. Um, we both have raced in the past mm-hmm. and I intend to do some more enduro racing in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Midwest Dirt Legion is going to stay in that in that zone of recreation. Yeah. If we if we do get into a race or, you know helping another race happen it'll probably be um trying to bring that to be more accessible yeah and beginner friendly it can be a daunting experience you know not knowing how to register how early to show up how to warm up there's a lot of first time obstacles yeah totally and even you know some of the races that i that i love to do are the enduro mountain bike races which Mm -hmm. are you you climb your self up to the top of the hill untimed right and then you race your bike down the hill and it's usually three or four stages um they're not beginner friendly the ones that 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 i've done Mm -hmm. and i really feel like you need to be a strong intermediate to to be taking on one of those races if Mm -hmm. you don't want to walk yourself all the way down the hill yeah um so trying to bring that type of racing into a more beginner aspect Mm -hmm. and you know big you know blue sky dreams about how can we do that in the twin cities yeah. you know, how can we just sort of like wet the whistle for people mm-hmm. to see if that's something they're interested in yeah are you guys going to yeah. be doing any fat bike stuff this winter um probably a little bit uh i have a fat bike and love to ride with people and yep. bring people together so um i'll probably be putting up some some group rides but it don't it's not going to be a big focus for us yeah 
This is uh, 91.7 WMCN, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. You're listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles, the Bike Hour, here with Steph Ike from the Midwest Dirt Legion Mountain Bike Group. I've got some information for folks here on campus. Uh, ITS staff will conduct a scheduled system training, uh, system maintenance period on Saturday, October 27th from 6 a.m. to noon. They'll perform upgrades, test connections, apply patches, and do other tasks to keep the critical campus information systems running efficiently. You can get the full details on ITS notices and alerts on campus. And if you have questions, contact Ramon Rentas at 651-696-6633 or rentas at mcallister.edu. Um, so, Steph, I know that you are also involved uh, in a group called Little Bellas. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what that organization is all about? Yeah, so Little Bellas is all about... Um, Getting more girls on bikes. Nice. And they are uh, an organization that is across the entire country. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two groups within the Twin Cities. Um, there was a, a, a Sunday group last year and a, and a Tuesday group. And it's for little girls, mm-hmm. 7 to, I think, 13. Okay. Um, to do mountain biking for eight weeks. That's great. Yeah. Nice. It's awesome. Structured education for the for the kids? Uh, it was partially structured. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a little bit of structure of, um, you know, a skill that we might learn that day or, you know, one, one session was about food, mm-hmm. you know, go foods versus slow foods. Right. Um, so just touching on the whistles of that, but then also having, just having fun on yep. bikes with friends in the trail, That's on the trail, great. you know? Yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of structure, um, the skills progress awesomely i was so amazed at how how much the girls progressed this year um but you know if they didn't feel like riding fast that day or riding four miles or you know whatever then that was okay too yeah that's great and your daughter morgan's a part of that isn't she yeah yeah that's great well is this her first real experience with uh bike riding or with mountain biking in particular yeah mountain biking in particular yeah i she's because she's my daughter, we've been riding bikes for for a I while. Suppose, yeah. But here and there, you know, I've tried to do everything I could to introduce her to biking and, mm-hmm. and share this love and the hobby with her. Um, but she was always she always said, you know, Mama, I'm not a biker like you. <laughs> and I said, okay, you know, but we'll you know we'll keep trying these things. Right. Sure. You know, I thought about what, how else can can I structure these like they, these like riding bikes with you to to have more fun and mm-hmm. you know she saw she saw me racing on the track yep. and doing road races and then, um, different, different mountain biking and in training. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it was like a year ago we took her training wheels off and she rode her bike around and, and, and that was amazing. Stoke yeah. level high. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, then I saw little Bella's and they yeah, have a really good Instagram mm-hmm. presence and pictures of little girls just having fun, um, on their bikes, doing, you know, the, the color run type stuff where yeah. they throw the color chalk on them. And, and she was getting really excited about that, seeing people like her mm-hmm. riding bikes. Yep. And so through the spring and leading up to the class this year, I just kept, you know, bringing that out there. Like, look, let's let's get excited about this. And um, and she really was super excited. That's great. And we talked about, you know, let's try this little Bellas thing. This mm-hmm. looks like a really good opportunity to learn more about mountain biking mm-hmm. and see if that's something of fit for you. And yeah. she just glommed onto it that's great <laughs> she loved it yeah very cool yeah yeah and so what kinds of things do they do with the kids i mean you said it's a little bit structured a little bit uh sort of playtime. what what kinds of things do the kids learn yeah um we learned about body position shifting mm-hmm. braking 
um, you know, the ABCs of bikes. So checking your your air, air pressure, brakes, and chain. Brakes, yep. chain yep. yep, and then cue your, the the quick release levers. Oh, smart! Yeah. So we'd go through that every day, yep. and then also you know making sure that the helmets are fitting correctly. Mm-hmm. So really making sure that everybody's kitted, and then um, and then you know we learned about berms, skinnies. Um, my group was over at Carver Park, so they, okay. they have a small skills area mm-hmm. where they had a couple bridges. Yep. Um, and so we were able to ride those and talk about position. And That's great. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. great. And how many kids were typically out for uh, one of the sessions? Um, I think there were 40. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was wild. That's amazing. And sold out. Wow. Yeah. So registration for Little Bellas, I think, happens in March or April. Um it is sold out so fast. That's great. And that's where there were two sessions. So there was one in Carver and one in Woodbury. Mm-hmm. And they both, I believe, were sold out. That's amazing. Really amazing. Wow, really exciting. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, it seems like a really good connection to the Minnesota High School Cycling League, too. And to see the growth in mountain biking through that group has just been phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really fun to see some of the little Bellas that were you know, kind of graduating from Little Bellas this year, move into the Minnesota High School Series and, yeah. and you know, having fun. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And and so you said there were eight sessions, is that right? Yep. And mm-hmm. and were they kind of progressive? It's a little bit like what you did with the, the Dirt Legion? Or were they just kind of same thing? Hey, you show up and here we got, we're going to kind of show you the same stuff each time. Yeah, they were progressive. They were. Yep. yep. It great. always started with that same basic, you know, set, but then it, then it would be progressive. So each session was, was focused on something. And mm-hmm. then um, the last session of the, of the year is the like goal sessions, so yep. whatever the girls, you know, if they wanted to hit a, a certain feature or mm-hmm. they want to do a certain amount of miles, that would be our, our goal. That's great. Yeah. And yep. so were you involved as a coach too, or are you just there supporting uh, Morgan or not just, but were you there yeah. supporting Morgan specifically? Yeah. Yep. yeah. No, I was a mentor. Nice. Yep. That's great. Did they kind of try to pair you off one-to-one with, with the students or was it, um, you know, you had three or four kids that were, you were working with? Yeah, it was we kind of split off into four groups. So it was like about 10 girls in each group okay. based on um, their experience sure. level yep. and sometimes age. And then there would be four, I think there were like four or five mentors per group. That's great. Yeah, so a lot That's of people great. volunteering their yeah. time to build to build this. Really um, cool. But yeah, and because it was a volunteer position, you know, it, it, it offered us a, you know, if you couldn't make it a session because you had a race, you were mm-hmm. going out of town or something, that was okay. There was yeah. enough mentors there to fill in. Yeah. And is this the first year of uh, Little Bellas? No. Um, I don't know how many years it's ha- it's been going on, though. It was the first year for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So is there, are there any organizational affiliations around town or you said it was nationwide? Mm-hmm. Um, do you know wh- how it got its start you know, sort of originally? I I don't have a lot of details. Yeah. I think it's been around for like 13 years. That's amazing. If I were to take a guess, you yeah. know, above 10 years mm-hmm. for sure. Um, they have, you know, really amazing leadership. That's great. And they had a lot of training tools for us. You know, we weren't showing up without a clue for the day. And, right. Um, Martha Flynn, who you probably mm-hmm. know, was um, the lead for the Woodbury site this year. And she's so organized and every week sent us an email of what we were going to do. Here are the links to the things that, you know, you might want to look at or what games to to practice so that that's great. You know, I I knew that I was walking in prepared. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So are you guys going to be a part of it next year as well? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
That's yeah, great. Definitely. That's fun. Yeah. How can people learn about you? Talked about registration happening in March. Where do people go to find more information about Little Bellas? Yeah, um, they can go to their website. Okay. Littlebellas.com. Yep. And then I believe this year locally there was a, a Facebook group about Little Bellas. Yeah. Um, but the best place is to go to that main website, mm-hmm. and then I think you can search for locations. That's that's great. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so uh, I'd love to dive into you a little bit and kind of talk about your background. What's you, how, how did you get started in bikes? Um, <laughs> you know, just as a kid, I, I told around, yeah. you know, rode my bike around, but I did some crazy stuff. Like I would just get on my, it was kind of a hybrid mountain bike that, okay. that I, um, bought for myself after a couple of summers and of working and like, I, all of a sudden I would go like 40 miles wow. on the trails you know? nice. <laughs> from going from like zero to, you know, exploring right. all of the trails, all, all of the paved trails around my house. Yeah. So yeah, and I grew up around Elm Creek. Okay. And so they didn't wow. have the mountain bike trails back no. then. No, right. But paved trails, I'd end up all over the North Metro. <laughs> That's fantastic. Very <laughs> yeah. cool. What was yeah. that first? Do you remember what that first bike was? Yeah, it was, uh, I don't remember the exact model, but it was a GT. Yeah. It was fire engine red. That's great. And it was a, you know, quote, mountain bike, but I think really right. a hybrid with yeah. a, a suspension in sure. the front. Yep. Yeah. Good, good starter bike. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. How old were you when you learned how to ride? I don't know. It must Little. have been five or six. Yeah. Like I still remember taking my first pedal strokes or, you know, putting putting my bike with the uh, training wheels on the curb so mm-hmm. that I could ride it like a stationary bike. <laughs> That's a great idea. That's a yeah. great idea. So I started training. <laughs> no. um, you were hardcore right away. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a huge part of my life. Yeah. Um, but it definitely, I used, I used riding as transportation mm-hmm. within the, um, area that I grew up in sure. and then every once in a while we would just go out on this all day adventure. That's great. Did your yeah. parents, uh, ride as well? I mean, did you kind of come by that through them or just brought, mm-hmm. discovered it on your own? Yeah. Mostly on my own. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. obviously you've expanded your fleet of bikes over the years and changed things. Do you, do you yeah. remember all the bikes you've had? I mean, do they all have a special place in your heart somehow? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. Yep. Yep. Do you remember when you got that first real bike? Ooh. You know, it depends on which category that first real bike <laughs> right. was yeah. in, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, cause my, I got my first, uh, commuter bike. I moved into the city of Minneapolis about six years ago mm-hmm. and, and bought myself, uh, it was kind of a single speed steel nice. road bike that it actually had a um, internal three speed hub in the back. Cool. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that bike got me going. But then quickly from there, um, I started riding on the velodrome mm-hmm. um, with a, a team Coachella. Yep. And then, uh, um, yeah, my actually my partner gave me, I would say this was probably one of my first, you know, real most memorial or Mem- memorable memorable bikes yeah <laughs> um he gave me a a cold nago dream oh. frame and it was a, a team it was a team frame and i can't remember which team it was from right now wow. so we went and we searched for all these parts and yeah you know picked them out from used bins or mm-hmm. trade-offs or whatever and built this bike and we put it together and i had a crack in the head tube <laughs> oh no so yeah it was a super big bummer but 18 hours later all those parts got flopped over onto a, a Klein wow. road bike. Wow. I, this is, that is, that's like my, my road bike that I will never, 
get rid of. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. I, yeah. uh, when you said Colnago dream, my eyes just lit up cause <clears throat> that's my track bike now is, oh, a, is, is a 2004 Colnago dream and it's uh-huh. way more bike than I deserve to have, Yeah. but I just love it. I got it from a buddy and it's like, it, it's an inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. uh, it's kind of one of those, you know, I'm thinking about, well, I sort of want to look for a forever bike, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to decide between getting a Colnago dream, you know, road bike or getting something, you know, titanium, that's going to be really oh, kind of yeah. indestructible and beautiful, but yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it's easy to go down that slippery slope, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, cause I have that road bike and then, you know, we get into a, uh, um, I have a surly, uh, long tail bike that I, oh, I, nice ride Morgan around on when yeah. she was younger. And then, you know, my full suspension mountain bike, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Yeah. And, you know, my, the, the track bike I had, it was so sad to sell, but it was just collecting dust and wanted to <laughs> let somebody else use it. So yeah, every bike has a special yeah. spot. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I've, I've sold a couple of bikes along the way and I'm like, Oh, I miss it already. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's when it doesn't get ridden, it should go to a good home. Right. Yeah. 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 We're going to be back in just a minute uh, with more with Steph Ike from Midwest Dirt Legion. But uh, we're going to throw in uh, just a one last tune that I failed to get in the last uh, hour of the ride, ride, so to speak, with Blast Beats and Bicycles. This is The Last in Line by Dio.
That was Dio with The Last in Line off of the album of the same name. This is 91.7 FM McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. You're listening to Blast Beats and Bicycles. We're in the midst of the bicycle hour. I'm here in studio with Steph Ike from the Midwest Dirt Legion. Steph, you've been having fun so far? Oh, yeah, this has been great. I was nervous, but it's just like talking to a friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're saying that. I, I feel the same way. <laughs> I mean, because it is talking to yeah, a friend. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This has, been a, this has been a ton of fun, and I've really been uh, uh, pleased to hear and learn more about what you guys are doing with the Midwest Dirt Legion. Yeah. What, it seems like you've gotten a pretty good overall response so far, haven't you? Yeah, it's been really amazing. Um, super supportive. People have been stoked on our on the beginner skills sessions. Uh, our friends are happy to see us working together and providing something new to the community. Um, we've gotten feedback about what is working well and what we could do better or differently, and we'll keep that in mind for That's future great. events. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's definitely work to do in regards to language. Yeah, uh, we do not identify as a as a women's group, but there are folks out there who who see us as one. Yeah. Um, so there are times we get confused looks when we talk about being a FTW, GMB group. Yeah. Um, but other than mountain bike, one of our goals is educating folks on language and what inclusivity really means. That's great. Yeah. And what, so what kinds of things do you do to, you know, make sure that uh, people are of all types are are feel welcome? Yeah, um, it's really in that that like welcome message that we have when we all get together is, uh, you know, Making sure that everybody has what what they need, but mm-hmm. we also have a safer spaces policy, and one of the highlights there is is language. Making mm-hmm. sure that you know everybody understands that you know not everybody here is a, a necessarily a lady or a woman, and that yep. we should not use um, gendered language mm-hmm. to um, address the entire group. Yep. Um, so using language like um, folks or mm-hmm. or people. Yep. Um, yeah, so just trying to be more inclusive with that language in yeah, particular. Yeah. yeah. Do you, uh, do people introduce themselves with their pronouns typically when you guys get together? We open that up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so some people want to share their pronouns and mm-hmm. others don't. Yeah. Um. So you know we we, we kind of talk about you know if you don't know somebody's pronoun, you know you you can default to using they them pronouns. Sure. Um, or ask. Uh, yeah. A lot of people are happy to share that yeah. with you if you if you just ask, mm-hmm. and um, that's more respectful than misgendering somebody or using their yeah using pronouns that right. don't apply to them. Yeah, don't make an assumption, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, what can people do to get involved? How can how can people be more part of what the Dirt Legion is all about? Yeah. So. Um, Let's see here. So basically, you know, reach out to us. We are interested in participating and supporting more events. Mm-hmm. Um, we we did a thing with uh, Minneapolis Bike Parks at Open Streets, and we hope Fun. to continue working with those people. Yeah. Um, we're pretty good at responding to emails or messages on Instagram and Facebook and open to hearing about all types of events. Is that the best way to get connected with you with you is uh, through Instagram and Facebook? Yeah, Instagram, Facebook. And then if you get onto our website, there's a way to contact us there mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then if somebody is interested in leading a group ride or a skill session, we'd be happy to just to discuss that too. Mm-hmm. Ash and I only have so much bandwidth or areas right. of expertise, but we'd yep. like to, you know, really encompass all of, you know, mountain biking, whatever, and whatever that means. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so language inclusivity and then building a safer space is, is core to Midwest Dirt Legion. So we're looking for the right person and events to, to partner with, to make yeah. sure that we're following these, these two paths together. Yeah. 
Yeah. What and that's you know as a as an event promoter, you know, I'm always trying to find ways to make it more welcoming for people, trying to find ways to include everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, what kinds of things as a mountain bike uh, promoter would you want to have people do? I mean, what kinds of things would you be looking for from event promoters to foster that kind of experience you're talking about? Yeah, like in, in terms of racing, there's um, some discussions out there and, and to see how, how feasible this is. But, you know, having a more like, you know, instead of having a male and female category, say yep. having an open category mm-hmm. and, a, and a men's category, yep. um, it's changing that language. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, then it, you know, it comes down to language, too. Yep. You know, just not... Not calling a, a women's field. A, a lot of races and groups right now are split into that gender binary, yep. but yep. not necessarily calling that women's field ladies or even girls. Right. Um, you know, even even people who who are women don't yep. necessarily feel comfortable being called a lady or a girl. Right. So, so just being a, aware of that and, yeah. and mindful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So and then. You know, another big thing is bathrooms. Yeah. You know, right. having, you know, single use bathrooms or, mm-hmm. you know, having bathrooms that are that are uh, available. And yeah. I guess I don't I don't mean single use bathrooms. I mean. <laughs> that would be that a would be logistical weird. challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be super tough. But, you know, um, rather than having like men's stalls and women's stalls, yeah. just having yep. individual bathrooms yeah. that are open to anybody. Yep. Um, and I suppose that's particularly challenging when you're in a mountain bike park. They're often part of a, a municipal park, and so right. they are already by default into that binary kind of space. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a challenging thing. I got. Yeah, believe. and then I would I would just encourage promoters to listen to the feedback that mm-hmm. that they get and be open minded and um, lean in. Yeah, yeah. Have you found that that in general organizers are pretty open in the mountain bike space to feedback like that? Um, I can't really comment on that because yeah. we have myself um and others within midwest dirt legion haven't done a lot of reaching out yet right. about that kind of things yeah. and, and you know we've kind of, we've been doing our our own events rather than trying to being be with other events yeah yeah yep. and then um people that we have um already partnered with we are we we know that they they share that space yeah yep. so that's going to be another um challenge is having those discussions but mm-hmm. there's certainly i think our promoters that that do a really good job and then others that have a lot of work to do. Yeah. I'm sure it's just like anything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. it's, and it's kind of changing the status quo. You sure. Yeah. Sports are, history. sports are split into, to male or female or, mm-hmm. you know, people automatically see a group of feminine presenting folks yep. and call them, Oh my gosh, it's a ladies group. Right, or I'm going right. out to ride, ride with the ladies. Yep. And, um, that can be very exclusionary for yep. some people. Yeah, for sure. Well, how can people learn more uh, about the group and what you're what you're doing? Tell us again how to connect with with the Dirt Legion. Yeah, um, follow us on Instagram. That's where we're most active. Mm-hmm. And then um, from there, we have some events on, on Facebook, and then we're working on a website to get some more information out there. And that's great. Um, just continue building yeah. our message. Well, we'll make sure to put uh, links to all of that on blastbeatbikes.com. Uh, that's our our website for the show. Uh, you'll be able to hear the archive of this show. Uh, there. You can also hear it on iTunes uh, through the podcast network there and just search for Blast Beats and Bicycles on iTunes and then of course on SoundCloud um, both on the app and on the website in the soundcloud.com slash Blast Beat Bikes. 
Well, Steph, we've used up almost an entire hour hanging out together. Yeah, it this, went by fast. <laughs> yeah, this has been a ton of fun. I always end up the show with uh, with an event calendar. We've got lots of stuff going on in the Twin Cities uh, over the next, let's say, couple weeks. Uh, so I'm going to run down the list. Of course, it's cross season. So we've got Green Acres uh, going on this weekend, started today uh, and goes till tomorrow. Um, so two days of racing out there. Art Crank is tonight. I'm getting excited about that. Art Crank is the bike art uh, show that's going to be taking place at the IDS Center in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, Charles Ewell, who is a former McAllister grad, uh, not former, but he is a McAllister grad, uh, and is the founder of Art Crank, is going to be down there hanging out. So stop by the IDS Center from 4 to 10 tonight. The Filthy 50 Gravel Ride is tomorrow. Uh, The Minnesota High School Cycling League is racing at Spirit Mountain tomorrow up in Duluth. I hope they get some decent weather and not too much rain and snow. Um, Wednesday night cross is coming up. Uh, actually, uh, oddly enough, Tuesday and Thursday this week, because they've had so much rain, uh, they haven't been able to run the last two weeks. So Tuesday and Thursday, uh, Wednesday night cross at Worth, uh, park and more Oktoberfest, the grand, uh, gala for, uh, Mork, the Minnesota off-road cyclist is happening on the 20th. There's a mountain bike ride at, uh, Grand Marais, the Sawtooth Mountain Challenge on the 20th. And then, as we mentioned at the top of the hour, the Minnesota Cycling Center is having a gala on November 26th at uh, Surly Brewing. So lots of fun stuff to do in the bike world uh, this weekend, and I'm hoping you're going to have a great trip next weekend. Oh, yeah. It's looking fabulous. Yeah, I've, I've had a chance to ride a few of those trails up in Cable, and they're, <laughs> you're going to have a blast. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, Steph, thanks for being on the show this week. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I yeah. really appreciate the time. It's been yeah. a ton of fun. All right. All right. Well, until next time. This has been Blast Beats and Bicycles, bicycle, bicycle, 91.7 bicycle, FM, bicycle, WMCN, Callister College Radio. Bicycle, I say white, you say bar, I say bite, you say shark, I say him and George was never my scene, and I don't like Star Wars. You say Rose, I say Royce, you say God, give me a choice. Say Lord, I say Christ, I don't believe in Peter Pan, Frankenstein or Superman.
Jesus, I don't wanna be a candidate for Vietnam. I wanna gain. Cause all I wanna do is. 